Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And welcome into a uh, windy and soon to be wet or maybe getting dry, depending on where you're listening. We've got a frontal system, uh, kind of a narrow band of some uh, heavy rain, a lot of winds out in front of it moving from uh, northwest to kind of southeast, uh, more of a westerly, I guess, direction. And it's encompassing, going to hit most of the Gulf Coast and affect the Gulf Coast today, no matter where you are. Tomorrow going to be a much, much better day. Today we've been talking about, and, and at 8 o'clock, we're going to have a representative from Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Fishery Division uh, Biologist Jason Adriance is going to talk with us. Uh, he made a presentation Thursday to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, uh, basically summarizing the overfish situation, which had been announced last year. Uh, everyone's been waiting to find out what the options will be for restoration and then to continue to manage speckled trout. Uh, there's a lot of variables in it. Uh, some people are debating whether the science is accurate. Well, we've only got one science to go by, and it's the best we've got for better or worse, and that's what the decisions will be based on. And then, of course, everything is subject to change, and once those regulations are put in, if they don't produce the desired results, then it'll be back to the drawing board. But let's hope we get it right on the first shot. We're getting a lot of text messages in regard to that. 870-870 is where to send your text to me. I got this one that says the stats are unbelievable. In the early 70s, four men would catch three ice chests of trout, of course, before regulations. I was around then. I remember that. You're exactly right. And uh, there's empirical evidence as well as scientific evidence. Speckled trout population is nowhere near what it was in those days or even as likely as a decade or even six or seven years ago. Here's a comment uh, from says, I think this is from Mississippi. Shouldn't keep the mules. Go to a 14-inch, 14 per person. Make it easy to remember 14 for 14. Well, making it easy to remember is not the best basis for setting in-stone regulations. And, uh, you know, I'd have to see where you're coming from as far as what 14 inches will do and a reduction of 14 per person. It may be pretty accurate because I'm looking at the chart, and I'll give you a for instance. At 12 inches, uh, they figure that 40% of the catch is released at 12-inch minimum. If you go just two inches more to a 14-inch minimum, 60% will be released. That's an increase of 20% more fish that, well, minus those that are that die or eaten by pelicans or dolphins, uh, those would be uh, a 20% increase left in the water. And it goes up drastically from there. The, the higher you go in minimum size, the more fish are left in the water. It only stands to reason. So, again, I'm thinking where this thing is going to finally end up, and this is just my prediction. I think it's going to be somewhere in an increase in minimum size and a decrease in daily limits. Exactly what those numbers are, that's yet to be determined. Uh, here's a text uh, just tuned in. 
Any reports on Pearl River bass fishing? Boy, Pearl River is is extremely high. In fact, they're probably going to close the, the management area and the refuge there. It's headed for 16.5, which is above flood stage, and uh, fishing in the river with those kind of conditions, not easy, particularly for bass. Uh, Jerry and Airline Park, wind's blowing. Rain will be here soon. Yeah, that's a guarantee. Here's a comment. If the speckle trout limit goes to 15 inches limit, where I fish, I'll release a large percentage of fish, increasing release mortality greatly. Uh, that is true, and that has to be taken into consideration when they set these limits, that an increase in mortality is one of the factors. Here's a question. When are we going FaceTime live with the show? No plans to do that anytime soon, if ever. Uh, here's one. Uh, rains and wind has increased. So this is our Lafayette Yakker over in Lafayette. The coffee's done. Trout, 14 inches and 12 to 15 creel. Give a break to kayakers. Yeah, you would, you've got a vested interest there. All right, here's one that's from Blake. He's headed to work in Amelia. No rain yet, just gust of wind. Long-time listener, great show. Happy 2020. Same to you, Blake. And stay out of that bad weather. Here's one that says, with the speckled trout issue, what about the commercial fishermen? I've seen speckled trout in the seafood markets. Louisiana virtually has no commercial speckled trout. We've got a few fishermen who qualified under the law change to fish them with rod and reel. It's illegal to catch them with nets. Uh, there's very few speckled trout in Louisiana put into commercial harvest and, and sale. However, Mississippi does have a commercial season for speckled trout, and I'm going to tell you something if you don't know it, and maybe not a surprise to you, maybe it is. There's a lot of Mississippi fishermen, commercial fishermen, that come to Louisiana, fish Louisiana, catch Louisiana speckled trout, take them back into Mississippi, and then black market them across state line and sell them here in Louisiana as Mississippi fish, and they're coming from Louisiana. It's been going on for years. Here's one that says it's blowing 20 miles an hour in Gonzales. Can't imagine what it's like on the water. Stay home. My advice, too. All right, we'll be back with more of your text, 870-870, and we're going to talk to Mike Gallo, Charter Captain Mike Gallo, get his take on reductions in speckled trout to bring the population back to a manageable number. We'll be back with that right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And whenever you hear Mike Gallo giving a fishing report, it's because it's a presentation of CETO. They offer you fuel drops wherever and whenever you need it, tow you in 24-7, jump starts to get you going, and offer that peace of mind knowing that a rescue, just one call away. All of that, $179 for a whole year. I strongly suggest you become a member. You can do it by calling Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or just visit CETO.com, and it's an easy sign up there. Let's say good morning to Captain Mike Gallo, who I'm pretty sure has canceled any plans he had to fish this morning. Mike, what's, you're not headed out in this stuff, are you? I am not headed out, Don. You are 100% correct. <laughs> well... We got some things we can't talk about. A lot of people are, are blaming you guys. I'm talking about charter captains for the overfishing, the pressure on speckled trout that has lowered the population below uh, a, a viable spawning potential ratio. And now we're looking at where we can cut back on limits and put in slots, maybe close seasons, uh, restrict the size on the fish or the number. What is your opinion as a charter boat captain? If uh, and, and obviously we've seen our speckled trout dwindle. I think the evidence is there. I don't think anybody argues that we don't have the trout that we once did, and we'd like to get them back to more plentiful numbers. What would you say is a workable solution that you as a charter boat captain would be happy with? And also include your comments on whether charter captains should be able to keep their catch. Um, I certainly enjoy 
catching and consuming speckled trout. So I certainly wouldn't want my limit to be taken away. I guess I could see where someone could abuse that uh, if they went, you know, daily and caught 25. That it really is a lot of fish. So I would also be in favor of reducing the number of fish uh, kept. And if, if you have to raise the, the size of the fish to keep the stock healthy, then I'm certainly in favor of that as well. I would, I, w- I guess my comment would be that I would think, and, and I, I hope this is not the case, but I would think the number of speckled trout is proportional to the size of the habitat. And as our marsh shrinks, then the marsh is less able to sustain a larger population of speckled trout. Um, so I'm wondering if it's a, if it's just destined to end up like Mississippi and Florida, where those states, and I'm certainly not picking on those states, but those states have less marsh and they have less speckled trout. And we seem to have more speckled trout because we have more marsh, but we all know that our marsh is dwindling away, especially on windy days like today. And I wonder if that's a part of the problem as well. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, you know, if you look to our east and our west, uh, the, all those other states have much lower limits than we do. Our, our 25 is very, very generous. But as you said, we have the estuaries. We've got the habitat uh, we don't have sand beach with just a little bit of marsh and then salty gulf waters, and that's what those states have for the most part. So as our habitat dwindles, obviously the speckled trout population is impacted too, and then you combine it. And I guess when the department says it's an overfishing situation, it's overfishing based on the habitat we've got. And because the habitat is less, if you increase the fishing pressure, in a, in a less of an area, then that's exactly what you call overfishing, and they have to take steps to to adjust to that. But I think people will adapt. You know, if they cut the limit and maybe raise the minimum size, you just got to remember, you know, fishing is not all about substance, sustenance. We're not going out there. If we don't catch a fish, we starve and die. You know, it's not that desperate. We're going out there for fun. It's recreational fishing. And certainly to have fish to cook and take home and enjoy, it's a product, it's a bycatch of the whole thing. But uh, I think people just need to adjust their perspective and their mindset and remember it's a recreational activity. It's not all about piling them up in an ice chest. Yeah, you're 100% correct. I always tell a story, and I'm sure a lot of your regular listeners hear me talk about my group from Texas that I have been fishing with since 1999. And early in my charter career, I thought the success of a trip was totally dependent on the number of fish in the ice chest. And my wife used to tell me, oh, it's the whole picture. It's the whole experience. And I would say, no, no, it's the number of fish in the ice chest. And those Texas guys, as an example, cannot tell you how many fish they caught on the first trip they went with me. What they seem to remember is it was cold. It was in March. And the younger brother is telling the older brother he needs to bring his jacket. And they're kind of arguing before we get on the boat. The younger brother is telling him, if you bring it and you don't need it, you'll have it. If you don't bring it and you do need it, you're not getting mine. And that's what they seem to remember. So it's pretty obvious it's the whole experience rather than the number of fish. 
if it were the number of fish, they would remember, even though they've done hundreds of trips with me over the years. Um, but you're you're correct that it's, you know, we're not trying to feed ourselves. We go, we make great memories with family and friends, business associates, um, and we wrap those memories around a fishing trip. Uh, we're not trying to feed ourselves off the fish that we catch. So um, I would think, and I am in favor of reducing the limits and possibly raising the size, uh, if that's what it's going to take to keep the stock healthy. Well, you know, the other part of this, too, is to turn your targets to other fish. You know, I'm a big proponent of sheephead. You know, a lot of people pass them up. It's a great fighting fish. It's a great eating fish. There are no limits. There's no minimum size. There's no daily creel. If you want fish for fish fry or you want to boil them in crab ball and make mock crab meat, whatever you want to do with them, there's plenty of them there for the taking, and that will augment your reduced catch of speckled trout. Same thing with redfish. You know, you can they inhabit the same areas, and we're getting a proliferation of bass. Uh, and the black drum, you know, the puppy drum, there's, if you strictly really need to justify uh, the cost of a trip by, by, in terms of exchange of fish and, and meat, well, there's other fish that you can add to it besides the speckled trout. And, and I think if you people get the right perspective and mindset, they're still going to enjoy fishing as much as they ever did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, I had a trip earlier this week, and a little bit of breezy, ran down to the Mr. Go, had some live bait, uh, fish slip corks, and caught a variety of fish. We had sheephead, had some black drum, had freshwater catfish, as well as speckled trout. We didn't catch any any uh, redfish on that particular day, but a mix of fish, just like you stated, right in one little area, the Mr. Go, and those rocks. Hey, shucks, I probably fish a 15-mile stretch of those rocks, and they're even more. So sheephead love rocks, so that's a... Tremendous area to target sheephead. Yeah, and we still have great fishing in this state. You know, and nobody. The, the proof is that we've got people from Texas and Mississippi, Alabama and Arkansas. They come here to go fishing for saltwater. We don't go there. They fish here, and that's enough said. Mike, thanks for the, uh, the conversation this morning. I know you're going to probably head out again tomorrow. In the meantime, if somebody wants to call you and get in touch with you, tell them where they can find you. Well, it's easy to find me. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. We're on Facebook under Angling Adventures of Louisiana. You can call us at 985-781-7811. Now, Don, I do have one thing I'd like to pass along to you. I was talking to Christian with CETO, and he told me that all of your listeners can mention that they heard you and I on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com and receive 14 months of membership for the price of 12. It's a great they deal. Can call in, yeah, they can call in to Christian and get two free months for being a listener of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio show. That's a great bargain. Let me give them the phone number in case they want to call them. Today might be a good day to do it because they're not, not out fishing. 504 301 4545. 301 Give them a call at CETO. Believe me, you won't regret it. Even if you never have to use it, knowing you got it is what you're paying for. Mike, thanks again. We'll catch up with you next week, my friend. All right, Don. We'll talk to you then. Bye bye. All right, Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Coming back. 
Let's get a kayaker's perspective on a reduction in speckled trout. I think those guys voluntarily do it. Uh, I can't imagine that the take, the number of fish, and I don't know if there's any stats to prove it, from a kayak angler versus a bay boat angler because kayak, let's face it, they're very limited. There are some advantages getting up in those shallows for the reds, but, I mean, as far as if their spot's not producing, uh, they're not cranking up and running 40 miles an hour to get to the next one. Let's talk to Brendan Bayard right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And each week we have a paddler's report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid-City of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge, some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Check the website out for the complete line, MasseyOutfitters.com. They're also on Facebook. Brendan Bayard joins us now. And, Brendan, uh, today is definitely out not only for kayakers but for bay boat owners too. But we're having a, a pretty lively discussion on what we need to do to restore speckled trout to healthy numbers again, and there's going to be some options that the people and the commissioners of the wildlife and fisheries will be faced with making a decision. Uh, it's from a kayaker's perspective, and maybe just yours or people in your club, what, how do they look at a reduction in speckled trout limits or increases in minimum size? Uh, I think there's a vocal minority that, you know, want to keep as many fish as they can and, and I think there's a majority of people that that don't mind doing what's best for the for the health of the population for sure. I mean, I can think back to when I first started kayak fishing. I mean, I caught limits regularly of speckled trout, and I mean, just thinking about how much food that was and how much I ended up not eating or trying to give away, or I mean, it was it was bountiful bountiful for sure, and. You know, when I first started kayak fishing, this was probably back in Louisiana, back in uh, 2004, 2005, and and there was plenty of limits to be had. You know, now I might catch, you know, you know, one limit a year if I have like a special party I'm preparing for, like where I'm hosting a bunch of people. We I caught a limit uh, for the Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma game for the LSU game uh, a couple of weeks ago, and and we all enjoyed that fish immensely, and it was great. But if if I wasn't allowed to keep 25 fish, I could certainly get a couple of friends to come with me, and uh, you know we could have kept that same amount of people, just had an excuse to invite more people if I needed more meat. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of people out there surviving on this meat. It's more for recreational use, and I'm in favor of doing whatever we can to uh, you know keep these uh, keep these memories alive for fishing for speckled trout is into the future as long as we can for our kids, for our future generations, or, or whatever we have to do. You know, Brendan, I, I think most kayakers probably agree with you on that. I mean, they're already, you know, handicapping themselves by getting into a paddle craft and limiting their, their options for fishing in the, 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 the areas that they can go. So I don't think that they would argue much with a, a reduction in limit, whether it be creel limit or size limit. But I think the really dangerous talk is of closing seasons, and maybe closing areas off and just shutting it down and denying people the opportunity. Because you got to remember, uh, recreational fishing is about opportunity. It's the pursuit of fish is what it's all about when you get right down to it. Because if you want meat for your money, your, your chances are better off going to your local grocery store or seafood counter. You, you're going you're gonna to get yeah, what you pay I, for I, there. But... <laughs> I don't agree with closing seasons on any time for sure. I think, I mean, I, I'd much rather see just a, a limit reduction in the amount of fish you can keep 
keep the size the same. I, I don't think that's a problem personally, but I think if we if we upped it to 15 or 16, you'd have guys out there, you know, throwing back, you know, almost 70% of their fish, you know, some days. And I don't think that's good for, for population restoration. So I don't know. Uh, I guess that's what the scientists well, have their job for, but we'll wait. If there's wait good here. news about it, uh, one thing, and I'm sure you've seen it too, uh, you know, we've had some really hard freezes where, you know, maybe thousands, if not a million, speckled trout died due to the hard freezes. And within a year or two, they're back stronger than ever and the landings go up. So speckled trout have the capability of bouncing back rather quickly. So I think if we put in some good conservative measures for the five-year period they're looking at, I think we'll, we'll actually see the results. And hopefully we will. Yeah. And then again, yeah, and we're I mean- dealing with habitat loss, and that probably is a bigger threat than anything else. And, I mean, it all goes hand-in-hand hand with all these different key components of our estuary systems, which are all tied together with the pogey overfishing, from oysters being dredged up into, you know, recreational areas. Uh, I mean, it's. I think they all go hand-in-hand. Hand. If, if humans are allowed to overfish or exploit an, a resource, uh, chances are, historically shown, we're going to do it. So I would always err on the side of conservatism. Yep, nature's always perfect. We're the ones that screw it up, that's for sure. Well, um, Brendan, whenever you get back out there and fishing, uh, the fishing's still pretty good everywhere, but uh, I guess uh, people are going to hold off for a few days. (laughs) Yeah, probably the wiser choice for sure. Brendan, great talking with you as always, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time, my friend. Thank you so much. All right, take care, Don. Bye. All right, Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters. Next week, uh, we'll be talking to Captain Eric Mahabarak, Louisiana Kayak Company. And we're going to be talking about the speckled trout issue for a long, long time. I'm not sure when the measures will be voted on. We'll talk to Jason Idriance coming up a little later on about that. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break and come back and tell you about the last day of 2019, New Year's Eve. Didn't go so great for a convicted felon deer hunter. His story's next. It's a bad boy the outdoors here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, it looks like the rain has uh, clearly reached Lafayette, continuing to move eastward. Baton Rouge, you're next. And then the New Orleans area, the Mississippi Gulf Coast, a little bit later on. We're going to try to catch up with Ryan Lamb. Don't know if they tried to sneak in an early trip ahead of this. The wind is good for duck hunting, but the rest of that stuff, uh, not so much. All right, got a text in here. Says, sorry for texting you so much, but could the spillway have anything to do with destroying fishing in Mississippi? I wouldn't say it destroyed it, but certainly any amount of fresh water like that put into a saltwater environment where there's speckled trout is certainly going to displace them. All right, we've got lots more texts. I don't think I'll be able to get to all of these, but I will try to do that. And if I don't get to them in this hour, I'll get to them in the next hour. But right now we've got to take a quick pause, 10-second break for stations to identify themselves, and then back with the bad boys of the outdoors right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. On December 30th, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents received a complaint that Brent Loop had taken two antlerless deer at night near Lockport. The agents immediately went to Loop's residence on New Year's Eve morning. Yes, they were working while we were having fun. They observed two freshly killed antlerless deer on Loop's property. They also discovered that Loop was a convicted felon and in possession of a two seventy rifle that he used to harvest the two deer. Uh-oh. During the first attempt, Loop resisted the agents. They were then able to arrest Loop and book him into the Lafouche Parish Jail, 
seizing both the 270 rifle and the two deer and donated them to a local charity. Now for possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, resisting arrest, hunting deer during a closed season, over the daily limit of deer, hunting deer during illegal hours, and possession of untagged deer, facing criminal and civil restitution fines that could total a whopping $11,000 plus for the felon with a firearm charge up to 20 years in jail is 32-year-old Brent Loop of Raceland, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Not a good ending for 2019 and not a bright future for 2020 for Chad Loop. All right, that's our bad boy feature. Coming back after this, we're going to try to catch up with the guy we call the Plastic Man. I hunted with him, uh, was it this week? Yeah, early this week. Didn't do much at all. He didn't do much the next day. But, boy, then ahead of this front, I understand the Ducks swarmed him yesterday. We'll find out whether he's resting and recuperating today or did he try to sneak in a quick hunt. He's a little further to the east in this system, but it's coming. We'll find out right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio. Well, there are only 60 days total in the duck season. Every one of them is precious, so you try to get everyone in you can. Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures, is getting one in ahead of this weather system that's moving. Captain Ryan, what are you guys doing out there in the marsh this morning? How's it look? We just all set up. It's blowing, you know, probably 20 knots out the out the south, clear skies. Um, most of the boys set up in small, small spots that they'll, they'll probably be shooting a lot of teal there. Um, the birds really aren't flying. We just had a, a big, giant wad of pintails come over. We dropped one out of that. Uh, there was only one of one of, of the flights was low enough, but they were coming in from offshore. Yesterday, we killed 10 limits by 9 o'clock. I mean, just smoked them. We went four days without <laughs> killing ducks, as you well know. Oh, I was there one of them, yeah. Four days well, without – yeah. I killed three ducks in four days. And then yeah. even before last, I went and there were ducks everywhere. All it takes is the weather to change and the water to come up. Here's right here, guys. <laughs> Got some coming from offshore here, too. So, um. Yeah, once that water came back up, because we had negative tides, that's why the birds were offshore like they were. But when it came up, it was game on. I went to both leases, had thousands of birds. We set up, and everybody killed their limit in the evening. Yesterday, we had 10, 10 guys. We all killed our limits yesterday morning by 9 o'clock. And uh, I would imagine if the radar doesn't look too bad, I'll stay through it if I have to. I think we'll be finished before that. But if you know, most of the bad weather goes to the north, I'll just stay, and you know what happens as soon as the weather changes; those birds will be pouring in here like like they're in a funnel. So uh, yeah, what what species uh, has been dominant the last couple of days and today? Yesterday, the first four birds came in was a, a four male pintails came right over. I circled them around and came right through the decoys and dropped out four of them. So that was our limit of pintails. Here come some more pintails, and then uh, then we had a grays, widgeons. Cody killed a widgeon yesterday with a total white beak. Hmm. Get ready, guys. They're going to swing just right. And we'll put you down, Don. All right. All right. We, uh, we're on hold right now, but you're continuing to hear the action from the, the duck blind of Captain Ryan Lambert. Uh, yeah, I went down there. We, we killed one duck. He went back the next day, killed one duck in his blind. The other blinds had similar poor results. And then ahead of this funnel system, uh, they swarmed in. Had a great day yesterday, and they're on their way probably to a good hunt today, too. This 
line is set up wrong for this win, and I'm trying to wait for the win to switch. But I got my decoys set on both sides to make sure that that we do it. Those pintails passed just outside of us just now. But uh, you know, it's I, I, they say the weather's gonna come here at 10:30, 11. We'll be out unless I look at the radar, and it's uh, most of the energy is going north. Then I'll sit it out in the boat, you know. Yeah. Once the switches well, to the north, they'll go crazy. Well, according to the forecast, I don't think it's going to be north, if north at all, for very long. But tomorrow, it's going to be east, five to ten, according to the forecast. Yeah, isn't it crazy? <laughs> well, we well let's hope. Tide. Yeah, let's hope that this uh, system doesn't move the ducks out that are here, and then you know nothing. No. Behind, so. it, it won't. It won't. There's, there's tons of birds. You know, they sat on the on the reserve all week because the water was extremely low and they were sitting off the South Pass and Joseph Bayer, they was down there about a thousand, even some mallards. Mm-hmm. And they just never moved. They yeah. just, they know they can't come in the marsh until late at night and they'll come in. And then when the water falls out, you know, negative nine tenths, you know, it just turns dry. So they just go back out there and sit. So this week yeah, we have well, good tides again. And uh, normally I don't book that. And somehow the girls let it slip in there four days with negative tides and, we hunted it, but it wasn't good. But we caught fish. We caught tons of fish. We're catching redfish like crazy because when the river comes up, it congregates the fish in certain warmer spots, and it makes them very easy to target. When the tide comes up, they go to biting. So and then on the on the west side of the river, the water's crystal clear, so I could sight fish, fly fish. So once once the season's over, I just go to fly fishing and sight fishing every day myself. So uh, just got another know, week of it left. Uh, so. You keep uh, meticulous records. How is this duck season comparing to recent years in the past? Um, it's actually it's going to be a little lower than last year, believe it or not. I had thirty two hundred last year. I'm only at twenty four hundred right now. So who knows? I mean, we could kill six hundred this week, no problem if they if everything goes right. But uh, I don't know. It's just you know it's been bad for everybody. We're fortunate enough to 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 have the experience to work it out and kill. If they fly, we're going to be where they're at, and we'll stay and, and hunt them. But um, we're killing a lot more than a, a lot of folks. I've seen mostly wood ducks all year on, on Facebook and all. Wood ducks really took a licking, <laughs> but nothing else. <laughs> Green wing teal and wood ducks, right. it was a bad year for them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan, thanks for the report. Uh, next week I want to talk to you about these uh, changes we're faced with with speckled trout management. It's going to be a – Hot issue for quite a while. Y'all be careful out there, and uh, we'll check in with you next week. We'll do, buddy. Sounds great. All right, go get them. Ryan Lambert and his gang down at Cajun Fishing Adventures. Uh, yeah, they got a nice uh, influx of ducks just in the last couple of days down there. All right, when we come back after this, whew, almost time to wrap up here, but I'm going to try to get to as many text messages as you can. And I'm also going to tell you what's coming up for the next two hours if you plan on sticking around. Got some great information for you. It's all right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we've got a pretty active text message board. You can text us a live time right here at 870-870. A lot of people want to talk about our speckled trout situation in Louisiana. Here's one. And remember, when you hear me read these texts, a lot of people confuse this with my opinion. These are strictly the messages of people who listen and not necessarily my opinion. This one says, uh, the charter captain started this about three years ago. Uh, every radio, TV show they go on, they would say Louisiana with their liberal limits. They are the ones who pound the fish every day, 365 days a year. They want lower limits so they don't have to stay out as long. Then CCA, with their head-in-the-sand approach, got on board. 
People today buy a new boat, go out there and think no matter what, they're going to catch fish, and they think they don't have to work at it. It's just like anything else. The more you fish, the better you get over the years. I've seen we've had hard freezes, and the trout limits have been depleted, and one or two years later, there's more trout than you've ever seen. I agree with some of that, but not all of that. Here's one from Jerry Trisler. He's listening on the island of St. Croix. Back in the day when I did the question of the day, well, we actually called it trivia. I got one right, and you sent me a book on the fish of Gulf of Mexico. Always love listening to you, brother. Take care, and go Tigers. Uh, Yeah, he's talking about outdoor trivia. We did away with that when uh, the advent of Google came around, and it just kind of ruined it, where people didn't have to use their knowledge. They just looked up the answers, so we discontinued it. Here's someone that says, I have nothing else to do but text the show. Well, glad we were able to accommodate you. Here's one that says, as per big specs, with all the freshwater diversion, you're not going to catch big truck big truck trout like saltwater. That's why now the fish are smaller, the big trout are on the outside. Uh, here's one that says, in defense of charter captains, blaming charter captains is ridiculous. The amount of money they invest in their business is more than most people think, and hours on the water is way more than people think. Just look at how many sport boats on the water compared to 15, 20 years ago. Uh, Another makes a suggestion. We drop the speckled trout limit to 10, just like bass. Uh, Here's one that says, uh, restrictions on size and creel need to be made. It is far more effective to charter a boat and limit out than to use your own boat. Make rules, changes for all. It is far cheaper for four guys to charter than to use their own boat uh, to protect captains and make it good for individuals. Uh, here's one says, eliminate the guide limit. Raise the size limit one inch per year to 14 or 15 and deal with the damn dolphins. Dolphins are a major problem for trout. And flounder in Texas. No, this is another one. I'll have to pick that one. Up. Oh, he says, and flounder in Texas, too. The one fish over 25 inches in Texas has nothing to do with biology. That's absolutely right. It has to do with a social issue. Somebody who can keep a 25-plus trout because that is a mule and a trophy fish they would like to mount. Uh, you can actually get them mounted and still release me. Take a good picture. Fiberglass reproduction is what they call it. All right, uh, here's one from southeast Washington Parish. The wind's picking up, gusts getting stronger, getting loud and rowdy outside. Trees are bobbing and swaying. Birds must be hanging onto the branches for dear life. Took the dogs out for a break. No rain yet. Praying that I don't wake up in Oz. Planning a manhunt. Oh, this must be a female listener. Need to track one down. Season's always open, right? What should I use for bait? Cake? pie any suggestion <laughs> ask martha okay next time i see martha i will ask her what's the best bait for man hunting i don't know if baiting's legal here's one says uh in gaydon light rain hunting ducks that are not here william and lafayette yeah more duck plight uh here's one what factor does the high river and freshwater diversions play in trout decrease certainly displacement is definitely a factor Here's one says, here in Louisiana, we're so spoiled. Texas anglers have dealt with a five-fish trout limit for some time now, and it hasn't killed off their trout fishing industry. Got a second that. Uh, Can't understand speckled trout stats, says another texter. Have been fishing for over 50 years and cannot remember releasing so many undersized speckled trout in December and January in the 11 to 11 and a half inch size range. Uh, Here's someone in Lafayette. This is a bad storm. No one needs to be there when the heavy rain hits. The bad rain will only last 30 or 40 minutes. And I've got a whole long list of texts, and if you're going to be with me on more outdoors, you'll hear those. You're also going to hear from John Flores. Wrote a new book called Louisiana Birding. 
and uh, tell you how you can become, in addition to being either a hunter and or fisherman, you can become a bird watcher. And also Jason Adrian at 8 o'clock. We're going to talk more about his presentation to the commission that he made about the status of speckled trout in Louisiana and what the possible solutions are as far as management options to bring them back to a healthy population. Don't forget, go to radio.com, 105.3 FMHD on your listening device. You'll find us there. Or we'll see you again next week. We say goodbye to our affiliate stations. Back again next week with another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.